You're listening to the Break Free Podcast, where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Let's jump right in. Today, we have a very special segment on the Break Free Podcast. I'm so excited because we're celebrating the fifth anniversary of my book, Break Free, Unlock Your God-Given Potential and Unleash Your Unstoppable. Writing this book was quite a journey. I was going through so much of my life facing challenges, seeking my own breakthroughs while still trying to be obedient and follow you know, the leading of God and write the book. I vividly remember when I finally finished writing the last page that tears literally just burst out of my eyes, like out of nowhere, completely unexpected, because I knew that something much more powerful um, and something beyond me was born from my willingness to share my testimony and to just simply obey God. I had a mix of relief, joy, and just this really deep sense of purpose, like I had done what I was supposed to do. I remember when I was done um, writing the book, you know, people were asking me, are you going to have a book release party? What are you going to do to celebrate um, this accomplishment? Because, you know, there's like a spirit around being an author. Like people get really excited about that, you know. And for me, I was just trying to check this off of my God obedience to do list, like on to the next one. And so people were asking me, you're going to have a party. And I was like, no, I just want to go out to breakfast and indulge in some French toast. I love French toast. And that's exactly what I did, actually. Um, maybe one day, you know, at, we'll have a re-release or something like that. But, you know, that's all. I was just proud of myself for doing what it is that God called me to do, you know? And so we're not having French toast on the podcast. We need a show for that, but we are having a little bit of a party and I'm super excited because today I'm joined by some extraordinary women who have embraced the powerful message within the pages of Break Free, Unlock Your God-Given Potential and Unleash Your Unstoppable. I am super thrilled to have Christina Lupe Vashti, Taisha, Julia, and Jessica with us. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being with me. So let's jump right in. One of the things that I think is amazing about these ladies is that, you know, we have a mentor session where I worked with them collectively and individually. And then they took it upon themselves to start a break free book club. And uh, it came back to me. I'm like, y'all got a book club? Didn't nobody call me? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And so they've been meeting and I thought, okay, let's extend this to, you know, our larger community here and just talk about it. So Lupe, what's been one of the things that has resonated most with you about the break free book? Um, I think what's resonating most is the vulnerability just your transparency in the book has been amazing. And I think that vulnerability with the Lord has been the number one topic for me. I realized that I wasn't vulnerable in front of him, which means I can't be vulnerable to others. Because mm -hmm. if you can't be vulnerable in, in front of your father, then how can you do it with anyone else? And mm -hmm. so it was just a big breakthrough for me. So I'm working on being more compassionate and vulnerable and affectionate because I think mm -hmm. that all collabs together because the more vulnerable you are, the more compassionate you can be and mm -hmm. the more affectionate you can be because you're becoming him in that compassionate way. 
That's so good. Can you give us an example of how um, this is now playing out in your life, this revelation that you received from reading the book? Um, I think it was one thing that you said, that people need to know 100% that you love them unconditionally. And it had me thinking, like, do people know? Like, I, I don't know if they know. So I, t I had taken the extra steps to be sure, I guess you would say, that they know. Um, and in that aspect, it was me just kind of being more aware of the things I would say, more aware of how I'm showing each person affection. It's kind of like their love language. Let me be more compassionate in that area. So like for me, I work at a preschool and how am I able, because they can't really say much of how they feel besides whining and crying about it. And us as adults were like, get it together. So for me, it was just more so learning how to meet them where they are in the compassion. And like, they're more vulnerable than we are as adults. We've been taught to hide it. So I've just been more so just kind of speaking on a childlike level because that's the same way we're supposed to approach the Lord is in that childlike faith. So I've been learning from the, from three-year-olds, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? We lose it as we get older, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, for sure. When people know that you love them unconditionally, they show up completely different, right? Mm -hmm. Don't, don't you show up differently when you know, it's like, okay, I can make a mistake here. Okay. And still, yeah, still going to love me and still be the same, you know? Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Christina, were there any emotions or feelings that surfaced for you um, or came up when while you were reading the book? Uh, yes. Annoyance. I was annoyed. <laughs> I was annoyed. I felt like God set me up again because I was like, oh, you gave me this book for a reason. And... Um, Really, I, I really, you can ask the girls, I was ready to stop reading after chapter one and two. I was like, I'm done. Pause. I don't want to work on nothing. I don't want to do nothing. Like, just give me a break. Um, but I kept reading and thank God I did because chapters nine and 10. And as we got closer to the end of the book, I really could see why I needed to read it. I was able to see myself through the pages. But yes, annoyed was was my very first emotion. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that. Why were you annoyed? What was being revealed to you? It was just like, dang, there's another step in this process. Mm. There's another thing that we need to tackle. And, you know, um, I think it was Julia said to get vulnerable before God, like go before him, butt ball naked. And just lay it all out there. And I'm like, that's another level of vulnerability I'm not ready for. And so as I was reading the book, it was figuratively, I felt like I was in this place where I was exposed. And I was like, I don't like this feeling. And I realized that it was an answer to a prayer because I had just prayed right before we got the book. That's why you got to be careful what you say to the Lord. I literally just prayed before and I was like, Lord, you know, I, I want to be more gentle. I want to, I don't want to be, because I'm not an independent woman. I'm dependent, but I, I want to be gentle. And yeah, it just, I, I, I got to think before I speak. <laughs> That's good. I love that you, um, 
you kept reading though, right? And you you found, like you said yourself, as you continue to go through the pages, because that's not always easy to do, right? Um, when we start to feel uncomfortable and like you said, exposed, it's like, okay, let's throw the book in the trash. <laughs> like, let's, all right, we'll just throw this out and uh, I'll go do something else. It's true, yeah. right? Because if we're not ready, um, but I applaud you for being courageous enough to continue. And I bet a lot of people listening can relate um, relate to that, which is why we run from, um, a lot of times we run away from truth, right? Because yeah. it can be offensive. So um, Vashti, did anything in the book impact you, you know, in your life, in your relationships? It made me look at how I treat my husband. Um, mm. That stood out to me. Um, uh, it was on page 39 where you said. Okay, page number. You all came prepared. I need to get my book out, Lord. <laughs> because it, it was something that really, really stood out to me. And I'm like, I need to be able to go back and look at this later. Um, it says, for example, I've seen this happen when people neglect to, res to respect the gifts and the God in their colleagues, friends, or spouses. And that made me realize I had never really looked at my husband to see the Holy Ghost in him. Mm. I never regarded the Holy Ghost in my husband. I would regard the Holy Ghost in my friends and people that I've went to, I've gone to school with. And I never looked at him like that, nor people that say in my family who are not saved. And it, it, it kind of grieved me because I was like, these are the Lord's creation. The Lord is in them. I should have more regard for them. And it just made me take a step back and realize I need to really, really um, honor my husband, honor the Holy Ghost in him and what he's able to do when I submit to the Holy Ghost in my husband. And just made me look at myself a lot. That's powerful. So reading that gave you the revelation, okay, I'm really not taking the God and my husband seriously, right? Were yeah. you able to track that back of why that was? Yes. And I, I hate to say it oftentimes, you know, cause I've gone to Bible school and, you know, sometimes we get a little puffed up and we think we know everything. And we look at other people who may not have gone to school and that means nothing. And I'm just like within myself, I know better than you. Mm. I don't I don't I do not that is not humility <laughs> yeah no. because pr I was about to say that you hit it on the head because right pride is a blinder so anytime we find ourselves operating in pride we literally cut ourselves off from sight right mm -hmm. and many times from hearing as well right so yeah. you can't see people you know adequately and you definitely can't see them. When I say adequately, let me clarify. Adequately as in through the cross. Mm -hmm. Right? Because all of us have issues. Amen. <laughs> all of us, right? But our the objective is to see people through Christ. Yes. Right? Yes. Through that lens. That's so great. So then, Vashti, once you got that revelation, how did you go about shifting your behavior towards your husband? One, I started to um, give him grace because I realized we're all learning. I was once, in, God has had to be, he's had to be so gracious with me because 
we all at times were not saved, didn't know anything, and he's kind to us and he's merciful to us. And I just had to look at the situation and say, give the same grace that the Lord has given to you. You can do that. That's good. And when you found yourself shifting and allowing for that grace in your marriage, did you see a shift and a change in your husband's behavior? Yes, I did. Um, Tell us about that. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't take long. It really just took, uh, honestly, yesterday, I was um, speaking to him about something and I said, um, I said, do you think we, we can, we can pray and kind of uh, like, I'll let him take the lead. And he's like, okay, I'll pray. And the Lord has been dealing with me specifically about wisdom and knowledge specifically over like the past week. And right before we went to bed last night, I kind of just fell back and I said, okay, you can pray. Um, and he started off and he said, Lord, I thank you for wisdom for my wife and for her growing in knowledge. And my eyes are like, in the bed, just like, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> did I leave a journal open or something that he maybe saw when he was in the room? But no, he just, he knew that by the Holy Spirit and I was floored. <laughs> it doesn't take long. And he really, I shouldn't be surprised that he spoke to my husband, but it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it was just wonderful. That's a great testimony. And I'm sure as you lean even more into it, you're just going to continue to see the fruit, um, more and more fruit, you know what I'm saying, from that that shift and that transformation. Julia, was there a particular story or chapter that stood out to you? Yes. So my favorite story out of here, since we're, since we're giving page numbers, is from chapter nine, Obey Away. And my favorite story is from page 164, The Security Checkpoint. And this was my- That's my favorite too. It? It's one of my favorites too. Yeah. I mm -hmm. love the security checkpoint story uh, because it talks about how you have to take everything off and they decide you know, what can go and what can't go. And it's just so funny to me because when I had gotten to this part of the book, um, I had already been in a process of self-reflection and uh, all these different things. And it's like, wow, I'm really trying to get on the plane with everything. It, it helped me realize like my my all of my jars are too big. I've got all kinds of stuff in my suitcase that is out of regulation. And I'm like, y'all gonna let me on the plane. Like I'm trying <laughs> to get to the next level carrying everything with me. And I think the biggest thing about that chapter is it, it helps you realize like, or that story, it's God's goodness that is saying, take this off, take this off. That bottle's too big. We don't, you can't bring that kind of liquid on the flight, you know, and that it's God's goodness that does that because I didn't see it that way. Uh, Cause it can feel cruel and unjust to be honest when it's happening. And I love that because it's like, no, this is God's love. I'm trying to get you to the next level and all that baggage is too heavy. And you're never going to get up in the air with that. I, that's my favorite story from the book. Man, I really, I really like that part too. Um, for those of you listening, if you haven't read the Break Free book, there's that section on wh what page, Julia? <laughs> one sixty four, one sixty four, chapter nine. There you go. Obey away. And um, in that chapter, I'm just talking about obeying away from things that can hinder your progress or just sabotage your future. And I just, you know, give an illustration about trying to take a flight. It's like when you try to take a flight, um, you've got to go through security. 
You always have to go through security. And it's because they don't want anything that you're carrying to jeopardize, you know, the flight, you or harm anybody else. And so every time, what I didn't know at the time when I wrote that book five years ago was that I was going to keep going through that. <laughs> so every time it's time to go up, here comes another security checkpoint that you didn't see coming where they're like, okay, let's get rid of the pride. Let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of those friends. Let's get, you know, and I say get rid of, it sounds harsh, but it's true. Certain things just can't go with us when it's time to go up it's dead weight, whatever it is, even if it's just you, a habit that you have, you know, I think a lot of times we focus on relationships and who can't go with us. And, you know, everybody's always posting about that on Instagram and, you know, but it's like, sometimes it's just us. There's things about us that do not work in the next dimension of where God is calling us to go. And if we don't address those things, we stay stuck on that level. We're right there at the airport. right there still trying to talk to God about why we're not at our next destination. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Tyasia, did this book challenge any, you know, preconceived notions or beliefs that you had about relationships or spiritually Mm -hmm. or anything like that? I don't think it challenged me in no type of way, but I have learned about when you say we are asking God for stuff, but we don't have the capacity to receive that. I never heard that before. So I was just like highlighting, you know, <laughs> but that right there was, um, was something that I have learned is that we don't have the, uh, you asking for stuff and you don't have the capacity spiritually, mentally, emotionally. So that right there is, I would say that stood out to me that I learned. Yes, I love to talk about capacity. If you're ever around me for any length of time, I'm going to use that word. Um, I don't know where I just started. I think because that was what I had to understand, you know, and grow in. And I realized that every level does require you to stretch, right? God's all, it's like, how many, you know, seasons of this do I have to endure? And it's like, well, it doesn't really stop. And maybe that's why it's called unstoppable. Hello. (laughs) It doesn't stop. I'm like, God was the original Diddy. Like the original don't stop, won't stop is him. Like, because literally you all laughing. I got them on mute y'all, but they're cracking up. Um, But yeah, it's serious because it's like, how many times do I have to do this? Like level up again and the capacity you know, when I think about capacity, Taisha, I think about the lady with the pot of oil in the Bible, right? Because, you know, the prophet came to her door. If you don't know, she was in debt. Her life was basically about to be over. She didn't have enough. The prophet comes to her door. I don't know exactly where this is in the Bible at this given moment. Um, so don't, Bible scholars, don't come for me. <laughs> don't, I'm just following God. Amen. But anyway, I'm going to look it up after this. But I do do that. I always go back if God gives me something to see where it came from. But the lady with the pot of oil, back to that. So she, the prophet comes to her door. She doesn't have it, right? She she doesn't know how she's going to pay off these debts and all of this. And he's like, basically, what do you have in your house, right? And she's like, I just got this, this one jar or whatever. Long story short, he's like, go borrow some vessels and borrow not a few, meaning go gather the capacity for your miracle essentially, right? 
you all are looking like, is that a revelation? I saw Lupe. She leaned way back in her chair <laughs> when I said that. But yeah, it's because it's like, go get the, you're, you need help. Okay. You're in debt. You don't have it. Go, go get the capacity, gain the capacity so that you can receive the blessing, which is also your overflow. Right. Isn't that powerful? So, because listen, when she ran out of vessels, the miracle stopped because she didn't have any more capacity. So the same is true in our lives. When we don't have any more vessels, so to speak, when we don't have uh, the, the, the integrity capacity, we don't have the, the management, the stewardship, the financial stewardship capacity. We don't have the relational capacity or the emotional capacity. Our miracle stops. Because nothing else can go here because it's, it's too tight. It's too mm -hmm. tight. And so I love that you had that revelation. So how have you been working on that, Tyasia? Or what, after you realize, whoa, this is interesting. I never heard this before. What happened next? Well, I was just kind of like meditated on it. Like, wow, I would like to hear more in depth. Because like once I learn something, it's like, I need, I need more. You know, I need more like info on that type of thing and you know so um i was thinking about that and i was also thinking about what you said about um integrity and about your words you know and i was like oh my gosh it's so hard to say about that but that right there also what stood out to me is about integrity uh you know the word says that a man is um he swore to his own hurt and um how many times have you said something but you don't back it up and i'm like oh like i do that so much like not even like with people I know, and then I'm like, never mind, I don't wanna do it no more. Change my mind. Or like my kids, I do it so bad. My kids be like, well, mommy said tomorrow. Now she changed her mind. I was like, I gotta stop doing that. So that right there about um, holding your word is a really, really big thing that I really have to practice on. That's another thing that um, stood out to me. And a lot of other things, but I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, integrity, right? Because God keeps his word. We're made in his image. We're his example. So we have to keep our word. And does it always go that way? No, but it really is just about the heart, right? It's the heart um, in that, in that, like, it, you know, if you're not keeping your word over and over and over and over again and kind of abusing the grace, right? Or, or just being, um, being self-aware, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking this too far. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Jessica, how has your spiritual journey evolved? Um, from reading the book, I would say um, <laughs> my spiritual journey has taken off because it brought me closer to God. Uh, when I first read your book, it took me like a day and a half to read it because I knew that it was some truth in it. I knew <laughs> that when I saw the book, I'm like, okay, this book is for me because up. I was in a time in my life where I was seeking truth. I'm like, something's not right. Something's off in my life. I was actually in a relationship with a married man. And I'm like, okay, guys, something's not right. But I didn't know until after reading your book <laughs> that all these things were going on because um, after reading your book, I had to, like, chapter two says, like, locate yourself, right? okay, what's going on? Let me find the truth in this matter. Like, why am I drawing this? Like, what's going on in my life that this is happening? Which brought me closer to God. Okay, God, like, what's happening? What's the truth? 
And basically he said, like, you're not in control. Like, I showed you this a long time ago (laughs) and you didn't follow what you felt. And I felt this the whole time. And so after reading your book, basically I broke free from this relationship. Like, kid you not, um, I was in this relationship off and on for seven years, five years, excuse me, five years, and then um, didn't have any contact with him. I didn't need to because I knew I hadn't gotten closer to God. He showed me the truth, and I didn't need to go back to it. It It was that easy for me because God was showing me, hey, this isn't for you, and nor is this what I have for you. And so that was the truth. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. And I was able to move forward um, after that. Wow. That's so fascinating to me because, first of all, I applaud you because it still takes courage, even though you knew what to do, because I've been there. You can know what to do and not do it. Hello. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that's amazing, especially, you know, because the relationship was on and off for so long. And I know many of us have been there where relationship is on and off and on and off. And those are the hardest Mm -hmm. ones to get out of um, because there's a hold there. There's a web there. um, If it's, you know, the wrong relationship that God is um, revealing to you that you need to get out of. But what I think is fascinating is that, you know, I didn't write this book to help anybody with a relationship. (laughs) You know, like I was struggling. I was on the struggle bus in my own situation. But what's fascinating to me is that two of you have already talked about how it's affecting your your marriages or your relationship, you know, with someone and your your marriage. And I was breaking free from a relationship myself with someone that I thought I was going to marry, right? And that the Lord revealed to me, no, this is not your husband. And it's just so amazing how when you obey God in writing a book or whatever project he's giving you, even though that wasn't my intention to help women break free from relationships that were not for them or to improve the relationships they're in with their husbands, there's a, some something's happening. You see what I'm saying? Spiritually, that's beyond me that is affecting women because of where I was in that time. And so I just want to encourage all of you who are participating in the podcast episode today and those of you that are listening whatever God is telling you to do do it because you just don't know how many lives or who it's going to affect because it's not about us if you enjoy the break free podcast and want to stay connected to Ashley subscribe to her email list by going to the ashleywinston.com and receive the number one secret to overcoming obstacles and creating a life you love for free Within this secret, you'll discover many keys to advancing your personal and professional goals and enjoy gaining the clarity that moves you forward at warp speed. Become a part of the Break Free family by signing up today and getting the inspiration you need to reach your next level of unstoppable. Stay up to date with Ashley's latest episodes and be the first to know about new offers, products, services, and events. Simply visit theashleywinston.com 